Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi, friends. It's Sarah May. And today I am talking about confidence in love, the ultimate core workout. So let's say you're not confident and you're not that happy about who you are or you don't like yourself that much or you're just insecure. And that just constantly leads you to focus on others and your relationship. Like you don't feel fulfilled in yourself and you're constantly managing by focusing on external things like your weight, your looks, your job, your money, whatever stuff makes you feel like you have a good wrapper. And maybe you have been tipped off balance and triggered because you actually have fallen in love. There's someone in your life and you want them so badly that you feel completely desperate and like you, you, you're doing anything to keep them. But that is like creating this cycle where maybe they're pulling away more and you're feeling more shitty about yourself. So if that sounds at all like you, this is for you. It's kind of like a recommended core workout in that it's about the foundation or the core to your ultimate happiness and your relationship's happiness. Because the most important ingredient in love is a a solid foundation in yourself, like a bond with yourself. In other words, self-love. So here we go. Three parts, the what, the why, and the how, the tools. Part one, the what. When you act from fear and you start to cling in a relationship. So maybe you you wish you had all the power, but you have none. And you know how desperate you are. And therefore, you are constantly... Um, trying to calculate how to keep the other person, <clears throat> which makes you feel like in this torturous state of insecurity, worrying if they're thinking they don't like you anymore or if you're messing things up. Maybe they're even telling you to like calm down and be cool and be yourself. And you're like, how do I do that? I don't even know anymore. Um, and basically, you're losing your sense of autonomy and your sense of self and your sense of self-respect. So it's like it becomes an addiction, like this relationship becomes something that rules you and you have no more control over it anymore. Why? Well, when you have a sense of self, you are uh, able to pull from that self. When you come from lack, you are lower. You don't feel like yourself anymore. This is when you are reacting. And that's when you are no longer in control of your life because you no longer have a compass. You're guided by the beliefs of others. So when you come too close and you come from need, this is when you start to try and force things from somebody else. And that's what creates an imbalance. It makes the other person pull away from you more. I like to think of it as like a rubber band in all relationships. It has to remain taut. It has to have tension. You have to have an equal push and pull. If you come too close, they're going to go 
the the rubber band's going to go slack. And that is just how you retain a sense of balance. It's got to be a mutual give and receive. So when you're coming from need and lack, you're pursuing, and that's giving all of your power away. It's taking away all the tension at the same time. The most sexy and attractive thing in another person is self-respect, is someone that owns their own power. So that is what you lose when you come from the sense of need, of lack in self. So the real importance to a good relationship is maintaining yourself and that that core strength of self-love. So that is your target, to really grow deliberately your sense of self-love and confidence so that you can actually complete the other side of this healthy relationship, that balance. Because right now you're operating based on this worry that it's going to go away, but you're actually working against yourself by pursuing. It's, it's doing the opposite of what you want it to do. By trying to pursue and keep the relationship, you're actually destroying it and making it go farther away. Anybody that knows their own value knows enough about how to protect and covet themselves, and they can show that value to others. So when you don't believe in your own value, it's like you're, you're handing that definition over to somebody else. So when you look to somebody else, like a, a partner, to say, like, am I good enough? Is this good enough? Does this make you happy? Is this, does this make you love me? Does this make me sexy? Does this make me uh, lovable? That is showing you don't know it yourself. It's demonstrating a lack of value in yourself. And that's partly something that comes from a focus on the external. When you are not able to know your own value innately and just really believe it and invest in it, you tend, people tend to focus on external definitions. For example, my weight, my body, my stuff, my title, all the stuff I own, it just becomes like is things you're trying to stick to yourself to make yourself feel stronger and more, you know, feel like you're worthy of, of all of this stuff. It's like badges. But they never, ever fulfill you. They never make you feel like a whole person. It has to start from the inside out. There's a reason that there are tons of celebrities and models that are extremely self-loathing and miserable. It's because they are chasing the wrong thing. Self-love and a feeling of worth comes from the relationship you build with yourself. And it has to start from a genuine place, like just like you would build a regular friendship. You have to, to mean it. Your intentions have to be aimed at the right thing. Like, I want to make you happy. I want to make you trust me. I want to have a friendship that is very strong. So that's how we are going to approach this issue. You're going to actually demonstrate you are compassionate, your love is unconditional, and you are a friend that can be relied on with tolerance, understanding, compassion, all of that to yourself. And it starts with just very simple, concrete actions. So you're just going to start to be very deliberate in how you treat yourself. 
when we feel like we are not enough or that we should be trying to do more, it's partly because at some point in our lives, usually in childhood, we were put in that position by our parents. So one, one parent or caregiver probably said, you have to do something for me to give you attention or, or showed you that with their actions. Maybe they were just unavailable. Maybe they were distracted. Maybe they were depressed. Maybe they had a drug problem or drinking problem. Whatever it is, children interpret that as, I am not lovable. What can I do to get love? And they'll do anything to get love. So sometimes we'll be overachievers, and then we'll get a little bit of attention when we get a good grade. Or sometimes we'll get attention because we lost weight. It becomes the language of my worth. So if you have a habit of feeling like you have to try really hard, it's tied in part to some foundational relationship you have with a caregiver. And that dynamic, when it is set up with a caregiver, becomes also our safe, just our, our perception of what is correct. Like, we just get used to it. So, for example, I'm a caregiver. I'm just naturally inclined to be in that role now because that's what I'm used to. It's what I grew up doing. That doesn't mean I can't learn how to not be that way. It's just something that we start to inhabit and then we stop noticing we're doing it. But it's not necessarily healthy and it's not necessarily the most rewarding if this is your setting. So this, as you listen to this, I just want you to become conscious of perhaps what your setting is and maybe where that is creating imbalance in how you relate to other people. And know that however this originated, it came from somewhere healthy. It came from an instinct that was positive. It doesn't mean that your upbringing created something fucked up in you. It means that's a strength you happen to have. But for today, right now in your relationship, you get to hack yourself and you get to decide what traits you want to enact and which ones you don't. It just means you have to be very conscious and deliberate and borrow the actions of another person that's not you. And it'll feel weird. It'll feel like, I don't think this is going to work. This just doesn't, this is bad. I'm going to lose them. I don't think they're going to like this. Like you're falling backwards. And then it will work. And then you'll be like, oh, shit. All right, I'm going to try that again. So it's, it's, it just feels like that at the beginning. And then after a while, it becomes second nature. After quite a while. You just have to start. That's how you change any behavior, any part of yourself. So with that... Let's get to part three, the tools. So the first thing I want you to do is grab a journal, and I want you to clearly describe to yourself your goals for this endeavor. You know that you have all these fears. You know that you have all these, like, anxieties and what if this does blank, and but I need to keep them, and but what if I'm not good enough? Despite all of that, there is a truth that you can access that is wiser and deeper than that. So I want you to describe to yourself your highest, most rational, wise goal, which is I want to feel secure in my relationship. I want to have a balanced relationship where I get the same gifts that I'm giving. And I want to stop feeling like I'm so desperate. I want to be myself again. I want to, like, know my own power and be able to just 
function like a regular person. I don't want to have to be tortured by this relationship. Whatever yours is, just describe that truth without all of the but, all the caveats. Just what is it that is your truest goal? It's number one. My second tool, really, really basic. But I want you to start to build value in yourself by just how you treat yourself. So very small gestures um, of self-love. And that means putting yourself first. I call this like being your own bouncer. And you might not even recognize where you're negating your own needs or, or putting yourself second or maybe accepting less than. But like very tiny things like if something bothers you that someone does, say it. Actually give that annoyance a voice. Don't just swallow it. Or if, for example, there is a uh, habit you have of always taking the shitty slice of pizza to give the rest to others. Take the good slice. Start to put yourself first and be very conscious of those actions. And don't feel guilty. Like, this is a homework assignment. This is like a, I am supposed to put myself first consciously. And in addition to that, I want you to actually start to pay attention to the thoughts you are having that are not self-loving. Just begin to recognize where are you like criticizing yourself or telling yourself that something was less than in any kind of random situation. Just start to be sensitive to the the negative self-talk that maybe is working against your goal of being just a strong individual. So that's my second tool. My third tool is narration. I use this for all sorts of things, but this is in particular to help you if you are in a situation where you have a hard time owning what you want or being able to say what you want to your partner because maybe you're worried that they're not going to love you or they're going to walk away and that you can't say what you want. So a way to do anything, if you hate confrontation or you're worried about confrontation, a way to take the sting out of it is just to narrate exactly what's going on in you, including all of the neuroses. So for example, this is like something that I do and a lot of my friends do. I'm, I'm feeling really angry right now, and I wish I wasn't. Like, that's a way to say to somebody, this pissed me off. But you're saying it in a way that is not confrontational. Um, also, if something bothers you, something they do. Let's say their boundaries are different than yours, and you are really upset with that, and you don't know how to bring that up. You can say, I feel really weird about this, and I'm not sure how to bring it up, but, like, this... The thing that you do is makes me really upset and I'm struggling with like what to do with that. That is like such a, it shows strength in just the disclosure itself. And it also allows them to accommodate you. It allows them, them to have the information so that they can actually do something about it. And hopefully they will if they love you. And if they don't, you have something to think about. My next tool come from the bird's eye view. So this is basically in your relationship when you are dealing with something that, um, let's say, you're dealing with unmet needs. Somebody is not 
doing the thing you want them to do and you really wish they would do the thing and like maybe you've complained about it and they haven't really addressed it and you're just building up anger about it. What, no matter what you're doing, always come from the highest perspective and make your move based on that. So for example, I'm pissed off because this person for, you know, didn't get me a present for my birthday, whatever it is. What is the best thing I can do in order to get what I want? What is, what is my goal, firstly? My goal is for them to get me a birthday present, let's say. So then how will I strategize based on that? My goal is not to start a fight or make them feel shitty. My goal is to get the birthday present. So then I would basically map out what I, what I can do to get that response. Do everything in this style. Like, if you want to get someone to stop um, posting sexy photos of themselves on social media. Like, you wouldn't come out and say, like, I hate you and it makes me... Like, that will make you feel weak and needy. So instead, you can say, um, I feel like I, I... This is really hard for me to say, but I think I have to unfollow you because it makes me very uncomfortable and it's totally your choice and it's your page, but, like, I don't feel good about that and it makes me upset every time I see it. That conveys the information, part of your goal, and then it also tells them how you feel about it, also part of your goal, and it will most likely result in them doing something about it versus the coming from the low point of like, I need, I need, when Like you never want to come from the need. You always want to come from the high perspective of, I've already gone through the thought process myself, and I've made a decision that does not require anything from you, myself, the end. Like, that's where you own the entire conversation. Play to win, peeps. And the next tool I have is really for, I guess, the, the tendency for us to want to control others. When we, um, when we don't voice what we want, we end up feeling really resentful and needy. And we just start building up these feelings of neediness and resent. And then it becomes like this like long, you know, speech we want to give to this other person in our head of like, you should have done this and you should have done that. And if if you you're a good person would have done blank. But that process is all done inside you. It doesn't allow the other person to interact. And it's very much uh, something that, like, a baby does. It's, it's not also fair. So the tool is be conscious of your motives. Because when we are actually building up this case of resent or whatever, we're actually not acting from the most wise and loving part of ourselves. It's like a baby making a dirty diaper that they're going to throw on this other person's lap. So always come from a place of respect, a place of uh, just it, you're in a relationship where you're supposed to be sharing your best, and you're it's like don't you don't want to hand somebody your pile of shit. <laughs> you want to be able to be like I'm filtering out the shit so that I don't hand it to you. I have uh, I have to deal with my resent and all my other stuff so that I can actually just be loving toward you. 
that's not fair to receive. So unless you have information that you can deliver in a very pure and objective way, don't deliver it. That's not cool. You want all relationship conversations and interactions to be on the level. And make sure that they're respectful like you would to any stranger or adult. Don't hand them a pile of dirty diapers. Because it just feels like you're setting them up to fail. It feels manipulative. And it feels like it's, it's basically like having expectations that you build up into a giant wad and then hand over to somebody. It's, it feels unfair and disrespectful. So the more you can actually filter out all of your childish stuff and then just come to them as like a mutual, uh, mutually respectful person, the better your chances are of getting what you want. So remember, you're constantly trying to keep up that tension. And to not have that tension is to compromise your bond. The building of the self-love is all going to enable you to, to feel like you're more in control of the relationship again. And that's good for both of you. It doesn't feel good to have all the power. It feels like you just inherited a baby and all their diapers. <laughs> so in the act of trying to build up yourself and build up your autonomy, it will benefit your relationship, even though it feels like it's going to hurt it. It'll feel like, oh, but I'm, if I don't try really hard, they're going to go away. It's the opposite, though. So know that everything you want, your perfect self and your happy relationship, it'll come from you having a strong core in yourself. So just focus on valuing yourself, listening to what that self wants, and honoring your feelings. And if you can't say it to somebody else, put it on paper, write it down in your journal, and let it exist as truth. Don't hide from it. Just have it exist in physical form somewhere. Because the more we start to suppress it and the more we start to ignore it or try and talk ourselves out of it because it's inconvenient, the more we start to betray ourselves and then with that, lose our path and our compass altogether. It's like you lose a sense of what do I really want and how do I get that thing the more you start to ignore your inner voice. So honor yourself no matter what that self feels and just allow yourself to have a, a separate person that has their own stuff going on that's awesome, that has cool activities they do and like friends that are separate, and, and try as much as you can to push yourself to do those things. Even though you're like mentally like, what are they doing? Oh, I just want to be with them. I just want to hang out with them. You have to force yourself to be you as a separate person. It's just about making sure you're stable and you're safe and you're, able, you're healthy enough and whole enough to be the other half of a partnership. And as you start to enact these things, know that it will feel very uncomfortable and it'll feel scary and then you'll start to worry. But that's only because it's just not what you're used to. It'll, it'll start to feel better when things start to go well. And you might feel like at some point you want to retreat because you're not doing enough stuff to keep them. But like you teach somebody else how to treat you by how you treat yourself. So even if you don't believe it, you have to fake it for now. 
You have to enact your importance and your value just by borrowing the actions of somebody else. And eventually, you'll believe it. Know that no matter what you do or you look like or anything you have, you are lovable exactly as you are. You don't have to do anything to be loved by somebody else. You have to be kind to them and respectful to them and enjoy each other, but you don't have to earn anybody ever. So that is a false belief. It's an insecurity and it's an instinct that's coming from something old. And the point of building self-love and treating yourself as the first and most important priority and your feelings as important priorities is to build up that sense of value and belief in the value in yourself. All the things you want come from an innate connection to your yourself and having a friendship with yourself. So just start to invest in that and start to build that from the ground up, just with really simple gestures of self-love and just listening to what you want. And know that as you build that relationship with yourself, things will get easier because you'll just start to have a gut instinct of self-protection. And like you won't be confused anymore about what to do. Things won't be ambiguous. You'll actually know how you feel about something and whether it's wrong or right for you. And you'll, by default, protect yourself. So I believe self-love is the key ingredient to all happiness and all positive relationships. So please, please, please go for it. And I hope this helps you. And don't forget to smile. <laughs>